Today, let's talk about paying off real estate debt and how it's done, or at least how it's possible for many people. You've got to first decide what sources are even available for you to eliminate the debt. Most people want to start with the cash flow of the property. What is that cash flow? And before I go any further, understand it's better to have too generous of a cash reserve for your family than too small. I literally sometimes turn down potential clients because I don't think they're safe enough in the amount of cash they have backing them. It doesn't make any sense to have a solid real estate and note investment plan ready for yourself when you've got a buck 398 in the bank to back you up. Murphy is a true rule. He's a bad guy. He knows where we all live and sooner or later he's going to be camping out on your porch. So you need to be ready for it. Now, when it comes to paying off real estate debt, you first look at the cash flow. After that, what other sources of income besides the family budget is available? For some people, there is no other source. It's either the cash flow or what's left over comfortably from the family budget, if there is any. A lot of people have a lot of money that they think should be 100% invested into real estate, and that's where I kind of step away and go off to a little bit different fork in the road. Diversify only in the sense that you can use some, some note income to help you pay off your real estate debt while at the exact same time without any extra effort that note portfolio is growing. And how does it do that? Well it does it simply by being paid off randomly whenever an individual note pays off. Since they're discounted notes, that means that you paid less for that note than was owed at the time you bought it. So every time you make a profit, you're going to buy a little bit bigger note or notes, a little bit bigger income on a monthly basis. So you're going to grow that. And if you're 35, 45 years old, you're going to grow that for 15, 20, 30 years. That's a lot of growth. And note portfolios grow like rabbits. If you just let them alone and follow the principles the way they're laid out, because you cannot violate the physics of economics. Now, how do we pay off a loan? What's the best way to do it? Once you've established you have a, a target rate time-wise, you, you then know how much extra you need to add. That's easy to, to do arithmetically. You just figure out all the cash flow, any other sources of income, your family budget that is you're taking, and you every month add it to. There's a different way to do it each time. I talk to my clients individually about the best way mechanically to get that done. What you have to understand is one of the things you don't want to do while planning is if you're refinancing your house for investment cash or you're just refinancing it in order to get a better interest rate or you're, or you're refinancing a piece of income property or buying one, please stop thinking that getting a 15-year note amortized for 15 years is the best way to go because, you know, it pays off so much more quickly. We haven't had a downturn in a while. Sooner or later, we're going to have one. If you've got a 15-year loan on your home, you're stuck with that payment plan. If, however, you got a 30-year loan, but you're paying it off as if it's 15 years, 
and something happens in the economy and you don't have that uh, luxury anymore to pay it 15 years, you can simply fall back to that much lower payment for 30 years. If you got a 15 year loan, you're stuck. Don't do that to yourself on your primary residence and don't do that on your rentals. People think that it makes it such a big difference. It does if you have the ability to pay it. What are you going to pay? You're going to pay an extra quarter to a third percent, half at the most. It doesn't matter. Now I know everybody's rolling their eyes. How can Jeff say interest rate doesn't matter? Let me give you a bar bet. I've gotten so many free drinks and free dinners from. One guy's got a loan for 4% for $200,000, 30 years. Another guy got the same property, 200000 but his lender wasn't as good, and he got a 5% loan. They're both going to pay a payment, whatever it is. Clearly, the payment on the 4% is less. However, the one with the 5% loan has $1,000 to add every month. The one with the 4% loan wouldn't have had $1,000 a month. He would have had a little bit less, but because his payments are lower, he has that same $1,000. they are both adding $1,000 a month. Now, the, the guy with the 4% loan is, don't hold me to this exactly, but his loan is going to be paid off in somewhere around 10, 10 and a half years. The 5% loan with the same $1,000 is not only going to be paid off in about the same amount of time, it's probably going to be paid off a month earlier. I know it's not logical. It doesn't sound rational. It sounds like what it is, though, a bar bet. It's accurate. Try it yourself. Do a 4% loan for $200,000 and a 5% loan for $200,000. Add 1000 to each payment and solve for how long it takes to pay that loan completely off. You're going to be surprised. And you can thank me for the free drinks.